Welcome to FIO on the Air, the voice of the festivals and events industry in Ontario. Please welcome our CEO and your host, Dave McNeil. Welcome to FIO on the Air. Eric Davidson from Adventures joining us. Welcome, Eric. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Uh, the last in our series for this time uh, on insurance and festivals and events is uh, directors and officers uh, insurance. Can you talk a little bit about the importance of, of that? I'm sure any board member listening <laughs> knows the importance yeah, of it, but yeah. uh, just for, for those that don't have it, what is the importance of it? So the, the directors and officers originally was for uh, companies or events that really only had a board of directors. Now it's become more common, um, not so much for the actual DNO coverage itself, but more so for the employee practices liability. Um, the directors and officers, you can break it down into a little bit further into profit versus non-profit. Um, the profit being companies that are on in the past, it used to be like on the NASDAQ or the TSX, things like that. And then the nonprofits being um, nonprofits or not-for-profits. So nowadays it's, it's basically every company should have a DNO in my opinion. I would never sit on a board or a committee if they did not have a DNO because the decisions that are made in that could have a ripple effect and a lawsuit could come back at any point. Um, and so the directors and officers policy is the decisions that are made, if it negatively affects the com- or the, the event and its productivity, the shareholders can come back after the board of directors. The amount of claims that we see through that, I'll admit, not many. Um, the more important piece of it right now is the actual employment practice, which I mentioned earlier. And that has made a big move in the in the industry right now, especially with the Me Too movement, wrongful dismissal, uh, employment harassment. There's a lot of claims coming through because people are essentially being liberated and want to want to go after their employers. And I, I think the importance of the directors and officers, as well as as you were saying, a lot of our events and festivals are are fun based and yeah. they're volunteer based and. You know what? It's a it's a buddy system, yep. and you want to ensure everybody's having a great experience and a good yep. time. And you know, sometimes when liquor's involved, or or what, it, even if it's not involved, yeah, you, you just you can't be careful enough. That's right. Yeah, the directors and officers. Most of the claims would come through. Say, if if the board decided, okay, we are going to purchase this like X stage, okay, because we need it, and it turns out that you don't actually need it, and the value of the company or the value of the event went down. Um, the people who have invested in it don't get as much return. That's where those decisions, if they make decisions where it's not necessarily needed, but they felt at that very moment that it's needed, um, that's usually where those claims come in. Uh, again, it's, it's a lot easier to explain it when it's for profit because on, on a much larger scale, they made a decision, stock price plummets, then you can see why people would get pretty angry. But uh, going back again to the employment practices, that's that's where the claims will be coming in. And and a board member has a fiduciary responsibility to the organization. I yeah. mean, whether it's meeting payroll or yeah. it's uh, paying expenses that have been incurred by the yeah. corporation. So yeah. um, what what what's the minimums these days for uh, 
for a general not-for-profit or so through our program we've actually partnered with both K&K and Trishura Trishura not being a member but they've been able to um, they they are their specialty insurance market that focuses on directors and officers and are quite competitive on the premium so say two million we get it as low as like 800 bucks um, and that will cover all your directors and officers. Again, it could go higher if you have more board members. And is that two million across the board, or is that two million per officer? That is across the board. You can break it down per officer if you want as well. And that's where the premium is a little bit different because if you have several board members, say you have a board of twenty people, then your premium is going to be more expensive because each individual person can make a different decision. So if you, in a, in a board situation, if you have an executive and you have a board, say using the FIO example, yep. where we've got 14 board members yep. and a six person executive or yep. a four person executive, yep. are those four people more liable than, you the know, board? as an executive than a board or is everybody uh, assume the same amount of liability? It's, uh, in, in my opinion, it would be, you want to look at it as that it's, it's equal. If one person speaks up more in a board, that's that might just be their personality. Um, if one person doesn't, then maybe they should have spoken up. But at the same time, if a claim comes in, they're going to name the board of directors. It's not going to be, uh, I guess, sorry, they're going to name the board and potentially an individual. But it's it's going to be the board itself, um, and and whether or not you made if you're sitting in on that decision, it could be. Uh, you could be brought in anyways. Eric Davidson from Aventure is with us. We're talking board uh, and officers uh, liability insurance. Back in just a minute on FIO on the Air. Festivals and Events Ontario has entered the world of podcasting with FIO on the Air. Join us as we sit down and chat with the movers and shakers of the festivals and events community. The goal is to share insight, advice, planning techniques, and overall strategy with you, our FIO members. On the next podcast, would you like us to interview someone specific, cover a particular topic, answer a question? Let us know. FIO on the Air wants to give you what you need to succeed. Contact us now. Dave at festivalsandeventsontario.ca The voice of festivals and events in Ontario. Feel on the Air continues. Here again is our host, Dave McNeil. So Eric, we talked uh, earlier when we were talking about some of the general liability insurance information and, and you talked about the importance of policy and procedures yep. specifically for board and officers. Yep. Can we talk a little bit about the importance of, of those policies in, yep. the, in this portfolio specifically? Yeah, so that, uh, when it comes down to it, um, how long can board members sit on? Um, how, how often do they have to, the executives have to switch out, that type of thing. Um, again, that just makes it so that when new people come in, there may be, you know, an audit and make sure that it's all, uh, that there's nothing shady going on behind the scenes. And then also, it allows for, I guess, a new blood to come on in. Um, now, once a board member leaves, if they're, that's the potential or is removed um, abruptly for whatever reason, that's another thing that could come back as a claim. Now, it's the I, I keep going back to employment practice liability because this is, I would say, 90% of the claims that come through. But uh, when you have new board members in there, they all have different experiences. They're the ones who are going to put information towards the towards these uh, guidelines. 
And if you get in um, a new person who's experienced diff- something different than the person before, they're going to be able to give more to these guidelines to make it more secure, more up to date. Um, and, and at that point, most likely lessen your chances of a claim coming through. And do, do all of those elements, whether you've got a really good set of bylaws, you've got a good procedure for succession, um, you have annual audits that are clean, yeah. and do each of those check marks uh, work towards getting you better rates? Or Yeah, absolutely. The, when the insurance companies look at it, they want to make sure that, uh, first and foremost, they look at your financials to make sure, okay, are you, are you in a deficit? Are you, even if you are in a deficit, are you trending in the right direction or are you continuously going less and less and less or further into the hole? Because if you're going further into the hole, the board is probably making the wrong decisions and bigger chance of a claim coming in. But if you're trending, whether, whether say you're, you know, hundred thousand dollars in debt, um, but the next year you're 50,000, then they say, okay, you know what? The board has turned this boat around. They're trending in the right direction. Um, they know what they're doing. Now, the actual guidelines and things like that, that's more so for the employment practices portion, the higher fire, um, what, the, what the processes are behind that. But the directors and officers portion, it's more on the financials. They want to see, okay, is there anything shady going on here? They do look line by line. They have, they have some pretty intelligent people over there going through these. It's not, uh, it's not just Jimmy who is right out of high school type thing. It's... it's they have some pretty intelligent people over there. And is that where, as a, an insurance team, you're looking at uh, a festival's overall strategy? So yeah. what's their general liability? What's their liquor liability? Yeah. What's their, uh, you know, their event cancellation procedures? Yeah. If, if all of those are lined up, yeah. you should really be protecting, number one, your event or your yeah. festival, yeah. which in turn, I'm guessing, then protects your directors and officers yeah. and all your other fiduciary responsibilities because what's uh again going a potential claim is you knew that you had to purchase liability um and an appropriate amount for the size of your event was five million liability but to cut costs you guys only purchase one million liability and a claim happens and there's not enough money there so that's a claim that could come back at you um the board made a decision that was incorrect or not sufficient to or adequate for the size of the event at that point um or you you said oh you know what we don't need directors and officers liability or we don't need the vendors to get their own insurance but you told the insurance company that you're going to get it just to get a rate reduction but ah don't worry about it. it's too much of an administrative headache for us we're not going to do it if a claim comes through and and then it comes out that you did not follow that checklist you've opened up a door that your directors and officers are under attack at this point. And, and I would, I would suspect that using that scenario that not only your general or your officers and directors yeah. suspect, but I would expect that your general insurance would yeah. be suspect because you're not yeah. holding true to your commitment. Yeah. Yeah. And at that point, the insurance company goes, uh, assuming that they actually still cover the claim, they may say, you know, misrepresentation, we're not going to cover this. Assuming that they do cover it, it might be difficult getting a renewal. <laughs> and, and, you know, again, we go back to the, that whole 
uh, thought of insurance. It's you know, it's, <laughs> it's you it's, hope yeah. you never need it. Yeah. But if you do, you hope you've got everything yeah. tacked down and in the right place. Yeah. For the most part, um, people are very afraid to put through claims. In in my opinion, I would not be afraid. The insurance companies, as bad as it sounds, they want to pay it out. If 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 they can find or the adjusters, if they can find somewhere that they can put the claim through, they're going to do it. And the insurance companies aren't worried so much about uh, the one claim that comes through for a hundred thousand dollars, and you had ten years before clean, you know, squeaky clean, but because they know that sooner or later a claim is going to happen. It's just when. Um, and how big, but if you year after year put through $10,000 every single year, then they're thinking, okay, well, we can't charge them, you know, say $10,000 a year because we, we break even at the end of the year. We need to charge them 12. And then it's, it's more severity versus frequency. I would say frequency is worse. Um, severity is understood, but if you have frequently severe claims coming through, then you have a serious issue, put it that way. Which really affects you directors and officers. Oh, yes. They're not doing their job and having proper risk management strategies, and so on and so forth. And it, it's a it's a ripple effect. And and that that directors and officers it, does it is there a difference between an operating board and a um yeah the word <laughs> no, slips yeah no it's it's um so the board directors again same thing with the general liability it it'll say exactly who is insured um some of them i i believe even extend to the spouses of the board members like it it, it does again you want if you want to know who's insured go to the wordings if you don't understand it after reading it call your broker if they don't understand it they can call the insurance company um but yeah for the first step always if you ever have a question about who is insured or how much or what's excluded or what have you step one is always go to the wordings eric davidson from event insure joins us uh we're going to wrap up our insurance coverage uh, and talk about insurance when we come back Theo on the air continues after this Become a Festivals and Events Ontario member today and join a family of more than 500 members that represent over 1,400 festivals and events in Ontario. Knowledgeable, dedicated and passionate event organizers and volunteers who can help make your event a success. Membership fees range in price depending on the size of your festival or event. If you're a supplier of goods or services, you can also become a member and get connected with planners across the province. So many benefits, so little cost. Buy your membership today. Contact us now, Debbie at festivalsandeventsontario.ca. Welcome back. Theo on the air continues. Here again is our host, Dave McNeil. We're back with Theo on the air. Eric Davidson from Event Insure is with us. Eric, let's just have a recap. We've had four really good episodes. We talked about uh, general insurance. We talked about liquor liability. We've talked about vendors insurance. And we talked about directors and officers. Yeah. A lot of topics to cover. And, yeah. and, you know, in the break, we had a discussion that we didn't want to use too many examples. Yeah. Because each event is so different. That's and, right. And has different elements that... And I think from from Theo's perspective, that's the importance of having a really good broker working for you yeah. and your event. Yeah. Speak a bit more to that. Yeah. So, like you said, everything's a little bit different. Um have I gone to every event in Ontario? Absolutely not. Have, uh, has anyone probably, I, I doubt it, but when you're, when you're working with your broker, they're, they're working with you. They're not working against you. Um, they don't work for the insurance company. They work for you. 
so it, it, it does help to be as um, as clear and concise as possible. Don't try and hide anything from them. Um, at the end of the day, if, if something's bad or it's, it's, it's going to give you a, a higher rating or a higher premium, then that broker, if they're doing it properly, they should give you some advice to, you know, don't don't remove it, but how can you change it to make it in your favor? And if something's bad, it's probably necessary. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's when you yeah. really, I yeah. mean, you're looking at your elements of risk and protecting yeah. yourself. So, I mean. That's right. Yeah. yeah and, and you know what? It, it comes down to the trust. Like, you got to be able to trust your broker and, and tell them, hey, you know, we, uh, I'm trying to think of an example here. Like, we do X. Um, and the broker should say, you know what? Instead of doing doing it that way. If you want to look better in the eyes of the insurance company, maybe you should do it this way. At the end of the day, it's it's the event's decision. They go, no, it works this way. We're, we're profitable when we do it this way. Okay, that's fine. Well, we're going to have to tell the insurance company that. But, yeah, work with them. The, the actual claims themselves, if it warrants it, use your insurance. Don't be afraid that your insurance is going to go up because at the end of the day, if it does go up for a rate increase – it's your broker's job to go whether shop it around, talk to the insurance company, say, Hey, it was a, it was a freak accident. You know, the, the, the weather blew a tent over and it hit somebody like some things are out of your control. Um, again, don't be afraid to use your insurance, but if you, if you have to just hope that it's correct at the end of the day. And I think that's <laughs> the importance of the relationship with your insurance broker and, yeah. and, and meeting with them at a minimum of once a year. I, I, I know in, in the past at some events I've done, it's, it's been two meetings a year. Yep. And, and the first one is sort of a recap of, of what went on the year before, what your insurances yep. were, what if, what if any claims you had, what if any claims you think might be coming, because yep. it's important to recognize those as well. Yep. Um, and then it's really a talk about your next year's policy and what you think is important, what may or may not need to be covered. You might get rid of some assets that no longer need the coverage. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and then coming back and revisiting it, as you said, and, and the importance of shopping it every. Yeah. Now, do you work with, with some of the bigger companies on, <laughs> I know I used to drive our broker kind of crazy <laughs> because I always had a, a, a thing about an event and, and people being partners, right? Yep. So if, if I'm going to spend $50,000 with your company, I hope in some way, shape or form, your company is going to be one of my sponsors. Yeah. Or, you yeah. know, how big or small that might be. Yeah. We're partners in this. Yeah. We, uh, as bad as it sounds, it kind of depends on the return on investments. A lot of companies, um, if you have uh, an insurance policy that's $1,000, they're going to look at it and go, okay, well, you want a, uh, a donation from us for $10,000. Well, it doesn't really, business sense, it doesn't really make sense. Um, because if they did that, then every event is probably going to want it. But then again, if you're doing, if, you, if, you, if it's $100,000 and you're asking for 1000 bucks or 2000 bucks or, you know, just a presence there, then it, it, absolutely, you know, most insurance companies will uh, follow suit with that. Uh, you see it more so in the smaller towns. Um, the local broker is helping them out and, you know, has a booth there and, you know, has some presence and donate some money and things like that. But on our end, we have to be careful with what we donate because f through our governing body fisco um we're not allowed to give gifts to get policies 
if that makes sense. Yep. Um, I can't be like, hey, Dave, if you send me your policy, we'll, we'll donate $10,000 because then that's collusion. Um, so we are governed pretty tightly with that. Now, show, having a presence, putting a booth there, following the rules or just being a vendor there, you know, that's, that's very doable. But donations to every single event it, it may it probably won't happen yeah no and i, and I understand that I, and i think the other thing the, the impression some people might have is it's not your broker you're changing time and time again right yeah. i mean if you've got a really good broker yeah you may over the course of 10 years have been with five different insurance companies yeah you might have been with three to, yeah you might end up with the same insurance company that yeah. that you've negotiated a good rate yeah. and partnership with yeah it's it's uh in the events world, there's only so many insurance companies that actually want to insure events. Now, d- directors and officers, there's uh, 70 companies that'll do DNO. There's, you know, even more that'll do general liability. But the actual special event or liquor liability, there's there's very few that are out there. Um, and it's it's funny because, like you said, you're not shopping. You're, you're shopping for the insurance company. It has kind of started to take a little bit of a turn where it's people are starting to shop for the brokerage. Um, what value added do they have? Do they, do they have seminars that they put on yearly? Do they, you know, do blogs or things that you get above and beyond your premium? Cause a lot of people just go, Oh, you know, I pay my broker every, every year he comes in, meets with me once a year, goes through, make sure all the numbers are good. And I don't see him till next year. A lot of brokerages now, I know we are for sure. It's, we have a seminar every year and it's open to all of our clients and it's not it's not always insurance based it's it's uh it's business based or life based um and then we semi annually we send out a, a risk and business magazine again it's not always about insurance it's just about business and risks that are that are emerging um what we always say is for those meetings is your renewal meeting should be you know 60 days out from renewal again depends on the size of um and the complexity of the actual event itself but you should be meeting 60 days out for the actual renewal, going through the numbers and planning for the next year. Halfway through the year is when you should be meeting with the people to discuss upcoming, like emerging risks, whether it's cyber, that's a big one, DNO, EPL, those types, or EPL being employee practices liability. Because if you have that discussion right at the renewal time, sometimes it's too late. It's too much information you got to process and you got to talk to them earlier so that they know coming into renewal, okay, I should be thinking about cyber at this point. I should be thinking about directors and officers. Most times at renewal, they're just thinking, how do I get my premium down? So our lasting <laughs> impression, insurance. <laughs> yeah. Better to have it and not need it yeah. than to need it and not have it. That's right. That's right. Eric Davidson from Adventure. You know, four great sessions. Thank you very much yep. for, for being a part of this. My pleasure. Uh, we look forward to coming up with more topics yeah. and bringing them to the festival and events yep. world in the future. Yeah, and I, I, like I said, if you have any specific topics or specific to your event that you have any questions, find us on uh, the FIO website. Email me. Um, I'd be more than willing to help answer any questions for you. Thank you very much. If you've got an idea you'd like to see discussed on uh, FIO on the air, get in touch with us at our office. We're happy to uh, to bring it to you and to source that out. Um, thanks for listening. I'm Dave McNeil, FIO on the air. Thanks for listening to FIO on the air, the voice of festivals and events in Ontario.